You've heard it here from the horse's mouth. We were robbed. Okay. Hey guys, I am jumping on here just to share what happened yesterday because candidly, I don't feel like telling the story 300 times and you know, this is just more efficient. So here's the deal. Basically yesterday I get a phone call from my mom panicking, frantic. And she goes, you will not believe what just happened to me. And she was really flustered. And I'm thinking, oh my God, she got into an accident. Cause I knew she had to go to an, a, an appointment in the city. And so she's like, she was like speechless and frenetic. And she was just saying she couldn't like find her words basically. Right. So she's like, you don't even know what he did. You don't even know what just happened to me. And I'm like, what happened? Are you okay? What's going on? She's like, I was robbed. And I'm like, what, what do you mean you were robbed? Are you safe? Are you okay? And she's like, yes, yes. I'm like, okay. So basically she then starts to tell me that there's a guy that stole her bike. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, oh my God, he took my purse. He also took my purse. I gotta go. And she hangs up and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Keep in mind as she's speaking, I literally jump into my car. My kids are at camp, jump into my car and just start driving and I call her back. I'm like, did he take your bike? Is he on a bike? Was he walking? What did he look like? And she starts giving me a description. Like, you know, he's this young guy with no shirt on and he's in his twenties and he's on my bike. So she's like, the police are on our way. I need to leave for this appointment. I have to go. Your dad's going to talk to the police and our neighbor's over too. I'm like, okay. So I was thinking, well, should I go over there and help my dad? Like, cause my parents live a mile and a half away. I'm like, should I go there and just help make sure he's calm? But he's like a calm guy, you know? So I'm like, I'm going to just start driving, looking for this motherfucker. Pardon my French, but like, who the hell are you? And so I still don't really have the story at this point. And I'm just driving around our neighborhood looking for this person for like 30 minutes. And then I still hadn't even talked to my dad yet. And basically, my mom still had her phone And she was able to take her car to this appointment that she could not miss. And so that was like really lucky, but she didn't have her purse, her wallet, her ID. And, um, she thought she had lost her glasses, which are like heavily, it's like heavy prescription. So anyway, I'm still like piecing the story together, driving around like a maniac, looking for this person that I'm like ready to confront. Cause I'm so pissed off that like, you know, he upset my mom and like violated us and still don't know the full extent of the story or what exactly happened or what's going on fully. But, um, I like all of a sudden put on my like true crime hat and decided that I was like (laughs) some investigator or something. I don't know what was going on. I think I like thought I was an, an Avenger, but anyway, so I start driving towards my parents' house and I see that there's three cop cars at the bottom of the street. And I'm like, I pull up, roll down my window. They turn to me like, okay, who are you? And I'm like, hi, I'm the daughter of the woman that just got robbed. And what's the next step? (laughs) And they're like looking at me like, girl, what? They're like, we'll let you know. (laughs) Like, okay. So I proceed. So I proceed to drive around and I'm again, calling my mom like every five minutes, getting updates, trying to piece together the story, trying to calm her down. She's like losing her mind because there was just a lot of drama that just went down. And then she has to like up and leave to this, you know, appointment and like, can't even stick around to debrief or collect herself or anything. I still basically 
was piecing it together, but she says, okay, so our neighbors, <laughs> our neighbors, they're LAPD. Okay. And so they end up saying, go look in the trash cans at the local school, because I guess if you get robbed, sometimes robbers will like dump, you know, the purse or some, some different items that you might want. And so I start dumpster diving at the local school nearby. And literally I'm like in my like nice blouse and have my, you know, it was, it was, it was a sight to be seen. That's all I can tell you guys. Okay. So here, here I come like literally dumpster diving, like pull up my Mercedes, start dumpster diving. Then I go to the school office. They're locked. The school's closed. They like, won't let me in. So I call the main line, end up talking to them, trying not to be panicked, being like, I see you have security cameras. My mom just got robbed two streets away. Can you please check to see if someone was on her white bike and you know this was his profile can you please check your cameras and initially she was like the woman's like I I don't know we're just trying to prep for school starting again and I'm like I totally get it like just anything you can do would be really really helpful and by the way I just was kind of going through the the trash can already but our neighbors told us to do this so she's like "Uh, okay hang on a minute and she comes back she's like our cameras are off I'm like okay well thank you so much so then I proceed to go through the park, which is adjacent to the school. And cause I'm thinking, okay, if he's on a bike, there's a bike path where he could have like escaped. And so like a lunatic, I proceed to go through all of the trash cans. There was like four of them. I think I went through and they're all for like doggy bags. So there's like dog poop bags in these things. And I'm looking for this purse and I just like, nothing's turning up. So then I start. <laughs> talking to the people that are hanging out at the park and like it's this nice family is one of the groups and I'm like hi I'm so sorry to bother you but my mom just got robbed did you see a guy that looked like this and they're like no we didn't see anything okay so anyway this goes on I end up driving back to my dad's house he's not there he's at the bank canceling my mom's stuff so I'm like okay I'll meet you there because I'm just trying to help the guy out like my poor dad you know my parents are you know they're older and they don't need this kind of stress so I'm just trying to do anything that might be helpful right like this is just obviously crazy and so then I decided to go by like the homeless encampments there's like a couple like two spots in our small town that supposedly you know I don't know, indigents or people will just hang out. And so I start going there and there's dumpsters. It's behind the stores and like one of the spots. So again, I start dumpster diving. I start talking to people. They're looking at me like, girl, what are you doing? And it's like really gross. And I must've gone through like eight or nine dumpsters. My mom's at her appointment. I'm like worried she's not going to even be able to get in because she doesn't have her ID. She doesn't have anything except for, thankfully, at least her cell phone and her car keys. So I just feel so bad for her. I feel so bad for my dad that he has to like, you know, do his best to try and be supportive. And like, you know, it's just a lot on these people. And again, I still don't have the full story of what exactly went down because we were all just in like serious panic mode. Like, so basically here's exactly what happened. Okay. I finally like was able to put together the full story. Okay. So my mom was going to an appointment. She opens her garage door. By the way, for those of you that don't know, I live in a suburb of Los Angeles, which is like a very sleepy suburban town. It's very small community, very tight community. Everybody knows everybody. It's like, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So 
It's not like LA proper, the city where you see all these people and, you know, it's like everyone kind of knows everything. It's one of those type of towns. So anyway, so my mom is leaving for her appointment. She opens the garage door, puts her purse, which is a Louis Vuitton purse, which either I or I think actually my dad bought her the purse and I had bought her the wallet or something, whatever. So she puts the purse in her car. You know, she's about to go like load up. So she's loading up. She's about to leave. And she goes, oh, I forgot my phone. So she goes inside literally like for must have been 15 or 20 seconds. Okay. This isn't like this is her garage door has been open for hours and hours, which by the way, you probably could in general, leave your garage door open in our neighborhood. Although more recently people have been like trying to be more like, you know, locked up and stuff, but like, it's a very generally safe town, um, relatively speaking. So she runs in the house, grabs her phone, comes back out, sees this guy with no shirt, this young guy riding her bike out of the garage And she's like, hey, and she's like, she starts chasing after him. Okay. And so she starts screaming and he rides down. So if you know our street, for those of you that really know us, they go down the street and like down the hill. And my mom is like running and she's like, she's like, help, help. And so this is where it gets really interesting. This whole thing like really unfolded like a true crime. So like stick with it. Okay. So she basically can't catch the guy, right? So she immediately calls 911 and our neighbor comes out running. There was another worker that was at another house that I think he hopped in his car and was trying to like chase the guy. And so, and I'm just going to tell it to you from our perspective quickly before I tell you what actually fully happened because this is all we knew. Okay, so she calls 911, the police come over, and then that's when I was driving around, our neighbor was driving around, the police end up driving around, Um, my dad's at the bank, right? So all that happens, right? So then a couple hours later, um, oh, my husband is driving around with the kids. I'm like, what do my kids think at this point? Like there's, you know, it was just, it was, it was a debacle, complete debacle. My mom calls me crying. She cannot get out of this parking lot cause she doesn't have exact change. And she's like c- crying, which was the saddest thing. If you've ever heard like a parent cries, you know, obviously like gut wrenching. And I just felt so bad for her. I'm like calling their insurance agent. How do we report this? How do we file a claim? This is what happened. Like everybody's just up in arms over this already right so anyway so then it's like literally three hours later and my mom calls me she goes we know where the guy lives I'm like what she goes yeah our neighbor like essentially I don't want to say people's names but essentially a couple of our neighbors end up talking over this time period and being like wait that fits the description of this guy that broke into someone else's car like so I'm like, wait, how do they know? I'm so confused. Like, how do you get robbed and someone calls you and says, we know where he lives? You know what I'm saying? So I was like really confused by what was going on. But nonetheless, my mom gives me essentially directions to this guy's house, which is, by the way, not too far from where we live. So I literally go like 90 down this suburban street. Like, by the way, what am I going to do? Right? Like, I'm going to knock on the guy's door and be like, hi, give me my shit back, my mom's stuff back. You 
you know, dirt bag or whatever. So, but still, you know, when you're seeing red and my mom by this time is out of her appointment, she's like, I'm driving over there and I'm going to knock on that door and ask for my stuff back. And like, she's like, got all fierce. And so I'm like, oh, and my dad's like, oh, I'm driving around with a knife. Like my dad is like from Brooklyn, like he's not messing around. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is, I we need to like, I'm afraid for my parents. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I got to get there before anybody else's. So I drive down there and you guys, okay. <laughs> the cops are already there. There are two of the cop cars in front of this house. I am dying. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I literally am like laughing out loud. Cannot believe that this is going on. By the way, I had seen the cops throughout town throughout my drive in the the last couple hours in three different locations. So they're looking at me like, ma'am, we have this. And I, like a lunatic, am driving around like essentially on their same you know, route and like inadvertently, like not knowing, but I keep running into the cops. So by now they know who I am. So anyway, they were inside the house and I'm not sure which of the two houses it is, but I'm pretty sure it's the one. I'm pretty sure I knew which one it was just based on the positioning of where they were parked and based on the information my mom's friends had given us. So I call my mom. I'm like, mom, you won't believe this. She's like, what, what happened? What are you seeing? I'm like, the cops are already here. She's like, what? I'm like, yes. So at this point, I'm like taking pictures of addresses because I'm like, I want to see who these people are, what is going on, who's stealing and trespassing. Um, And again, I haven't even told you exactly how this all went down because I don't even fully know. I haven't even gotten to sit down and debrief with my mom still. Like we're all just like in this huge like debacle. So anyway, you guys, the guy the police, so I'm sitting there, I like park essentially. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit right here and see what's going on. So like, it's probably not even five minutes. I see the guy come, the police comes out of one of the homes, which was the one I thought with the guy that my mom had described in handcuffs and my mom's purse and her jacket. And I'm like, is that what I think it is? So I drive up closer and I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like, mom, they're arresting him. They're arresting him. I see your purse. I see. And I'm like, I literally, all I want to do at this point is roll down my window and start cussing this guy out. I'm so upset with the way that he had violated my family. And like, how dare you think that you can bully, you know, these poor older people and do this to them. And I want to like cheer on the cops because they're just incredible. They're looking at me like, ma'am, like, you're not a police officer. You need to, they're kind of giving me the look like they know it's just, it's, it was ridiculous. You guys, it was so crazy. So then I, um, yeah. So then I turn, my mom's like, what about the bike? What about the bike? So I turn around and I see her white Bianchi bike, which I had bought for her. And so, okay. So then I'm like, oh my God, mom, they have it. They've got your purse. They got the bike. They have the man that robbed you. Like it's case closed, you know? And so I like, we're like cheering, we're laughing. She's like squealing with joy. And I call my dad and my, and then my mom calls me right back. She's like, the police just called. They said they're coming over to drop off my stuff. I'm like, okay. She's like, go to the house, make sure that someone's there to like, you know, receive it. I'm like, okay. So I drive to my parents' house. We all live within like two miles of each other. So this is all in a very, like I said, very small town. So it's like, you can go from point A to point B very quickly. So drive to my parents' house. Our neighbors pull up who are again, LAPD, won't say anything about 
them. Um, but they have cameras and my mom had been texting with them and stuff like that. And so we end up like talking all of us and my dad and my dad. So then my dad comes out, he goes, Oh wait, we have the guy's sandal. I'm like, wait, what? Like you can't have key evidence just hanging out at your house. You have to give that to the police. And so I finally end up, so the story finally unfolds and I'm telling you this story obviously as it, as I was experiencing it, um, because we didn't have the full picture until the way end. So if that's confusing to you, sorry, but, um, maybe I should have said that up front. Okay. So basically this is exactly what happened. So then my mom had, again, come out, you know, she dropped her, she opens her garage, drops her purse, runs inside to grab her phone, comes back out. The guy is riding out of her garage and has her purse. She doesn't realize it till afterwards. So we then look at our neighbor's camera and see the whole thing go down. And we see him like riding away and my mom screaming and running, which by the way, was a sight to see. It's so cute and funny. Um, like seeing my mom, like, you know, trying to get the guy, but anyway, so the police come over, we get all her stuff back, um, end up getting a lot of information. And basically what happened was this whole series of events. Cause I'm like, how did you figure this out so fast? And what happened was a couple things that was really interesting. And this really speaks to our community as well. So it was odd that this guy has a beanie on it's 85 degrees or 90 degrees outside. It's very hot. He has no shirt. And so one of the workers is like on, so there's, um, sorry, my mom's neighbor has someone work painting the, his backyard and the worker kind of like notices this guy. Cause he's smoking a cigarette and like just looks out of place. If that makes sense, it doesn't seem right. And so he was kind of alert to it. And then when they see the police, And, oh, and then when my mom ran out a minute and a half later screaming help, the guy tried to like chase him and saw that he went through the park, but like couldn't catch him. So then the guy, the worker comes back to the house, to our neighbor's house and says, you know, the police are here now. You have to go talk to the police and get like, pull your camera. And they looked right. I guess the guy, the robber looked right at their camera our neighbor's camera. And so they screenshotted it, gave it to the police. So the police saw his face and they're like, Oh, we know this guy. And then what happened was when the robber had been biking away from my parents' house, he was going so fast. He actually ran into a car that was a moving vehicle. Okay. Literally hits. He hits a moving vehicle. And this woman is like, what do I do? This guy just sped off and she tried to follow him and saw also that he went through the park. So she posts on next door about it. Okay. Which is an app for like the neighborhood, like the neighborhood. Right. And she's like, this guy just ran into my car. Here's this description. Like, does anybody know anything? And she's like, Oh, and I called the police. So the police then get her description, the timing. And they're like, okay, so then they are able to, and I don't know the exact steps that they had to take or if they went and spoke with her, but whatever they were able to do, they were like, this person's on probation. It, this, all these descriptions meet his profile. We know this person. So they go to the guy's house cause he's on probation and they're allowed, I guess when you're on probation, they can, police can like come in and just kind of check in and just see how things are going. So they go to his house, find all my mom's stuff there and arrest him, which was incredible. 
It was crazy. They unfolded this in literally like two and a half, three hours. My dad comes out with the shoe. It was a sandal that had broken. And then our neighbors, our LAPD neighbors were like, oh, his sandal's broken because he was trying to run. And it was like, you know, flip-flops essentially. And it probably snapped out. Like, you know, when you're, if you're like running too fast with flip-flops, how like that, the centerpiece will like split open or whatever. So anyway, um, the cops were like, oh, we have the other sandal in our car. So long story short, that is what happened. And I think it was important to share this for a couple of reasons, but the guy is in jail. He is in his late teens and our whole neighborhood, my mom received so many messages saying, oh, this is the same guy that, uh, burglarized my home or, uh, you know, open, like stole my wife's car. Somebody said a couple of years back. Um, another, I think it was like two car thefts or like burglaries, uh, one, two, no, three car robberies and two home break-ins. So he's had at least five incidents in the last couple of years. Um, not good, not good at all. And initially as a mother, I was feeling really bad for his mom. I even said to the cops, like, you know, I feel so bad for his mom. And they're like, yeah, they just want him to go to rehab. And I'm like thinking that's so sad. Like he's so young and he's going to be tried. I mean, he's probably going to get a felony because he broke the threshold of someone's home and he's an adult, even though he's in his late teens. So, you know, my biggest hope for him is that this is going to be a turning point. Um, but it's also not okay for our entire neighborhood and community to be terrorized by one person, you know, that is having problems. And my dad said it best. He said, you know something, don't make my problem. Oh, sorry. He said, you know something, don't make your problems mine. And I thought that was really true. So, um, I just wanted to acknowledge the amazing, amazing work of the police officers, because, you know, at the end of the day, I think the police have really had, um, it's been hard for them. Okay. And, um, I just think it's really important to acknowledge their great work and show my support. And I think that, um, you know, there's always bad apples, but at the end of the day, they're here to, you know, really protect us. And you can just see that they were so proud of themselves that they really protected our whole community and justice is being served and they they're working really hard. I mean, they diligently were all over this and it gave all of us peace of mind. Um, so yeah, I just really appreciate them and our whole community. So many of our friends have reached out being like, what is going on? What happened? So hopefully this gives you the full tea on that. And we don't have to keep repeating the story because it's really exhausting. And, um, I'm just so grateful that more importantly, more than anything, forget the bags and the belongings and all that stuff. Like, thank goodness my parents were safe and I never, ever want anyone to feel violated like this again in our beautiful community. So, um, that's all I have. And thank you guys for checking in on us. We appreciate your love and support and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram at Kimberly Lovey and let me know your thoughts about today's show. You can screenshot this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and tag me at Kimberly Lovey and we can share it on our stories. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.